You know, I had a pretty big argument with God about this. He convicted my heart and started dealing with me, and I, I thought, surely not, Lord. Surely there's something else that I'm supposed to do. These people, some of them are visiting. They've never been here before. They're expecting an ordinary church service. They're expecting a game plan. They're expecting something to be planned out. And God convicted my heart that there's no way that I can teach you or preach to you about following the leadership of the Holy Spirit unless I was willing to do it myself. So I stand before you, a man trying to do his best to follow what God has called him to do. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and I'm just going to read to you a few passages out of the book of Acts. We talked about how the Holy Spirit was moving. We talked about how when the Holy Spirit comes, you can do supernatural things, things that you can't do on your own. And we continue to see that in the book of Acts. And today we'll be in the book of Acts, chapter 5. You can open your Bible if you wish. If you want to just read the words on your screen and just let them speak to you, feel free to do that. If you want to close your eyes and just listen to the words that I speak, feel free to do that. I'm excited about the fact that I don't have to worry that the Holy Spirit of God is already moving in people's hearts and they're already being stirred. And God has this and it's orchestrated exactly as He would have it. In the book of Acts, Beginning in chapter 5, verse 12, we see a place where two church members have just died because they lied to the Holy Spirit. They said that they were uh, selling their land and giving it all to the church. And the reality is they kept a portion of it for themselves. And it was just because they were deceiving and not following in obedience and trying to make things look one way when it was actually another. And the Holy Spirit of God moved on them and they died instantly. Both a man and a woman. Ananias and Sapphira. And here we say, see on the other end of that, we see exactly what God is doing. In Acts chapter 5, beginning in verse 12, it says this. And the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. These people, some of them were afraid to join them because they just saw what had happened to Ananias and Sapphira who had lied to the Holy Spirit. So now these people are a little bit hesitant to say, yes, I will be a part of that. I don't want to come in and have unconfessed sin in my life. It says in verse 14, yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord. Crowds of both men and women. This was revolutionary in that day for women to come and be a part of the things that the men were doing when it came to spiritual matters. Verse 15, it says, as a result, 
of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem bringing their sick and their possessed, those possessed by evil spirits. And they were all healed. The Holy Spirit was moving on people. And people were coming to the church. And people were being convicted of sin. And people were falling down before the apostles and giving everything. They weren't just some of them giving 10%. Some of them were giving everything they had. And they said, this gospel is so important that I'm willing to give anything for it to go forward and for it to reach other people just like it reached me. Sometimes we have a tendency to hold back, don't we? And I, I'm not talking about money. Money's like this on the whole scale of, any, of the, the whole scheme of everything. Money's like this. I'm talking about you giving your life. Everything. Everything. As people are coming and they're, they're laying their friends, their family members down so that Peter, when he walked by, his shadow might be cast over them and, and maybe, just maybe, they would be healed as a result of it. These apostles, these, these disciples of Jesus were able to perform miraculous signs and wonders, it says. They were able to do this because God was using these men and the power of the Holy Spirit to bring people into the church and convicting those that were a part of the church to give everything. So the question, the question after this first passage when they play this song that I want you to ask yourself in your heart, what am I holding back from Jesus? What, what am I holding back? What am I holding back?
encourage you also, if the Holy Spirit of God impresses upon your heart that you are supposed to come and pray for somebody who is in this altar, that you do that. If you, it doesn't matter if you've never prayed before, if the Holy Spirit of God asks you and moves you to do that, I pray that you would be obedient. Verse 17 of Acts chapter 5 says this, Then the high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. When an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail and brought them out, and he told them, Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple as they were told, and immediately began teaching. The Sadducees were not very happy with what was going on. You see, the Sadducees didn't believe in resurrection, and they certainly didn't believe in angels. So what did God do? In direct defiance of these Sadducees, God sent an angel to let these men out so that they could continue to preach the gospel of Jesus' resurrection. You know what I find interesting? Is that people think that they can keep a lid on the gospel. The people think that they can stifle the gospel or keep it from spreading. The reality is, is what happens is when people try to do that, God uses that to spread the gospel even more. See, Satan isn't happy about when the gospel goes out. Satan doesn't like it. And he continues to try to put obstacles in our way so that, so that we think that, that we can't do this. It can't go any further. But when you surrender to God and when you say yes to God and when God continues to work, what happens is the gospel goes out even further. And people continue to hear the good news because of your testimony and, and the things that, that are going on in your life. These men were in jail. They were being threatened with put in jail and they were being put in the public jail. And Jesus had told them this would happen. In Luke chapter 12, verses 11 and 12, he said, don't be afraid. When they go and, and you're in front of them and, and you're, you're in the courts and they're trying to accuse you of this and that, and he said, don't be afraid about what you'll say because the Holy Spirit will tell you exactly what you need to say. The Holy Spirit will tell you exactly how you need to defend yourself. Some of you in this room, are, you've got obstacles in your life where it feels like that there's no way that God can move in this situation. It feels like God can do nothing good out of this situation. You're wrong. I can stand up here in this pulpit and tell you 100% you are wrong. That is the lie of Satan trying to convince you to sit there and be quiet and be still and don't surrender and don't follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. God can do a great work. These men were in jail and God's going to do something wonderful and he lets them out and angels let them out for the gospel. What obstacles? Now, by the way, the obstacles in our lives, 
Sometimes, yes, they are physical. Sometimes they are financial. Sometimes they are relationships. But more than anything, you know what it is? It's the lies that Satan speaks to you up here. And you listening to those lies, that's your greatest obstacle. Nine times out of ten, I'm telling you. Surrender. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And stop listening to Satan who's telling you that nothing good can come out of this.
if the Holy Spirit of God brings you to this altar, go. Caliph, that means we don't have anybody seeing. If God calls you to go, you go. When the high priest and the officials arrived, they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. And they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. When the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported the jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside. But when we opened the gates, no one was there. And the captain of the temple guard and the leading priest heard this. They were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. And someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence. For they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council. Where the high priest confronted them. Didn't we tell you never again to teach in this man's name, he demanded? Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him. And you want to make us responsible for his death. I don't know why it is that people think that jail can stifle the gospel. It's like Jonah thinking he can run away from God by getting on a boat. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? Here these men were put into jail. The angel came and let them out. And everybody's perplexed. Everybody's wondering how did this happen? What happened? You know, there's a lot of people that would look on a service like this and they would say, what is that? What are these people doing? They, you can't do church like that. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. There are people out there right now. I'm looking at your faces, and you're broken, and your heart is in pieces, and you won't do anything. <laughs> you. I wish. I had the words to tell you how good God is. I wish I could tell you He has the answer for every single thing in your life. It starts with surrender. It starts with saying yes to Jesus Christ. And people... All the time they think they're on the narrow road and they think that I'm doing what God wants. 
And the Holy Spirit of God moves on you. Moves on you and you realize that, that what I've got is not a true faith in Jesus. It's a faith in something else. But you'd rather stay there. He's good. He's so good. And when you come to him, you don't have to worry about anybody else or what they think. I promise you, he will meet you just where you are. And, and when you surrender to him, you won't care what they think. Please don't stay there. Please respond to God.
altar and you want to continue to pray, please do so. I'm going to finish with this. We have one more song. We just praise Jesus and what he's done. We finish the last verse. It says, Instead, you have filled all of Jerusalem with your teaching about him. You want us to make... You want to make us responsible for his death. Verse 29 says this. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than any human authority. We must obey God rather than any human authority. We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. And God put him in a place of honor, the right hand as prince and savior. He did this so that the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey Him. Father, thank You for Your Holy Spirit. God, thank You for how You have broken hearts so that You could mend them this morning. God, there are still people there that God, they're hearing from you and you're speaking to them. God, but maybe they're just not being obedient. Maybe they do need to come and pray or maybe they need to fall down on their knees right where they are and say, God, I need you to be close to me. God, thank you so much for breaking me so that you can restore me and make me new. God, thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit and how he is here. And he is doing something wonderful. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Will everybody please stand for this last song? Our Father everlasting, the all-creating
us have one more song left, do you? We got to do an offering. You got one? You got an offering song? Good. I didn't know about any of this, and Kayla's loving me right now. You can be seated for just a minute. I'm going to pray for this morning's offering, and uh, you just give as God is.